Hey coaches, this episode of the podcast is sponsored by Amazon's audiobook website, Audible. Audible is a monthly subscription for audiobooks. They've worked with us and are giving you coaches one month of their subscription site and an audiobook of your choice absolutely free. All you got to do is go to rtpbook.com and sign up for Audible. They'll give you an audiobook and a free month subscription upon sign up. You can cancel at any time before paying a dollar and still keep the audiobook as a gift from them. Audible has top-selling audiobooks that are great for coaches. Right now, I'm listening to Gary Vaynerchuk's Ask Gary and Sam Sheridan's A Fighter's Mind during my morning workouts, and they've both been tremendous books so far. It's great for me because when you're a coach, you have very limited time to sit down and read, so you can really multitask with Audible, and it's a great change-up for me from listening to music while I work out. Again, go to rtpbook.com to claim the free audiobook of your choice. Head over to the RTP store. We have two designs as t-shirts, long sleeves, and hoodies. We have our Run the Power and our Will Block for Food designs available. Go get yours today under the store tab at runthepower.com. Now you can run the power in any weather. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Team Attack Academy. Team Attack Academy is an online football development site for football players and coaches of all levels. It's the most powerful teaching tool introduced into the game today to raise the level of playing and coaching football. After using Team Attack Academy, your athletes and coaches will outplay, outwork, and outsmart their opponents, guaranteed. Go check them out at their website, teamattackacademy.com. In this episode, we talk with J.R. Conrad, former offensive lineman for the Oklahoma Sooners and New England Patriots, and the New York Jets, where he played for Coach Bill Parcells. Currently, Coach Conrad works as a sales rep for Powerlift, and he coaches and develops offensive linemen with his Trench Mafia Group training model. Coach Conrad has also worked at the Eastern Oklahoma O-line and D-line camp for many years with Lauren Montgomery, David Alexander, Coach Walls, and myself. Listen as we talk with Coach Conrad about his unique background and adversity in the game of football, coaching and training offensive linemen, and some of the great stories of his own career in the NFL with Bill Parcells. You can follow Coach Conrad on Twitter at JRConrad64. And if you're looking to upgrade your weight facility, Powerlift and Coach Conrad are at the top of the list for people to contact. Hope you guys enjoy. We're excited to have you on, uh, Jr. And, and thanks for taking a little bit of time out of your day. I know I know you're a busy guy. You got a lot of stuff going on, so we appreciate getting somebody uh, like yourself on the podcast to talk a little bit of offensive line play with us. Well, first, I appreciate you guys, man, and uh, it's always good to jump on here. You know, I got a lot of respect for for you and your father and my man Brady. Man, you guys are knowledgeable and coach it right, coach it with passion, and, and coach it with the, the kids in your heart. So. Uh, I'm lucky anytime I can get down with you guys at a camp or be around you guys and hear y'all speak. And uh, just it just means a lot to me being an old old lineman guy to see that uh, young guys are grabbing it by the reins and, and pushing the needle forward, man. Yeah, that's um, I just just wrote an article not too long ago uh, about you, and I got to got to pick your brain with a questionnaire and uh, a bunch of just great answers. So um, just kind of getting into that a little bit, but. Um, you know, my dad's known you for a while. He's always talked really highly of you, like you said. Uh, he's a coach as well. And so uh, when I first got to meet you at the uh, Eastern Oklahoma O-line camp, it was great and got to listen to you speak. But, uh, let, you know, watching you do drills there was awesome for me, a, a big time, um, you know, a, just a big learning curve for me. And, and you bring a lot of that, a lot of the LaCharles Bentley stuff over as well. So what are some things that you like to do at the Eastern Oklahoma offensive line camp coach some some drills that you like to take the guys through when you're only on a limited time with some of these kids yeah I mean for me it's it's really you know they do a great job of breaking it up whether it be in the morning or the afternoon they kind of define your define your role a little bit but for me I, I like to do the same things um it, it's amazing what kids will do just somebody else's voice is hearing the same thing maybe maybe presented a little different you know what I mean I know my kids crack up. They, I laugh at my kids, you know, like my mom will come over here and cook one night and it might be the same thing that my wife cooked or I cooked, you know, last week, but Nana made it so it's better. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So at camp, you know, I, I think you got to, you know, you have a general philosophy. I always try to ask the coaches, you know, how do you teach this? Are you going to teach us with a, you know, a, a wrap or a swap? You know, teach us with a shuffle pool, uh, you know, how you want to teach it, you know, and then, 
I, I try to implement both. I always ask the kids, you know, you know, how do you do it? Um, I think it's important in camp to you got to get your point across that there's there's more ways to to do things than we all know. Um, but also, I think you kind of get a little bit of trust on them if you ask them how they do it, and and then you really try to rep that up. You know, I, I think if you pay the money. Um, you know, if they're going to spend four tickets, the ride should be the, the full length, you know. <laughs> Coach, what drills do you do you normally kind of run at the, at the Eastern Oklahoma camp? Do you have more fun with kind of the, the run run game drills, or do you have a little bit more fun with some of the, the pass pro stuff? Because, honestly, you know, a lot of people kind of look at me and they're like, you know, which one do you like to do, Coach Walls? And to me, I think pass pro is a little bit more fun, especially when you're at camp, just because, you know, I, I think a lot of them are probably a little bit more undercoached. So I, I like to kind of be able to get to the to the grassroots of it, but but you yourself, I mean, what's kind of your favorite thing to coach? Well, I, it's kind of been a great progression now. Um, you know, I'll get with uh, with Doug, you know, and he's so athletic, he's over there demonstrating. I'm more of a uh, I'm going to plan your attack guy. You know what I mean? So uh, they almost get it. They almost get it uh, chalkboard verbally, uh, walk through, and then they go over there and they do it live. So it's kind of a reinforcement deal. We kind of good. So the down blocking for me. I still think it's 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 just such a key key component because you know a lot of guys are you know I, I don't know how many of you guys heard man there's no defense played in the in the in the Super Bowl you know I didn't face me I live in the Big Twelve country so <laughs> I thought man what a game <laughs> you know what I mean like that's pretty pretty typical score like oh you scored fifty five and didn't have enough to win oh man that's crazy you know like <laughs> so I, I just think that uh, anytime we can you know get two two on one body pushing it forward whether it be you know double and tripping backside or pushing forward uh you know slipping it up or scooping it backside or whatever i just like those guys to still be physical you know i'm a huge zone fan until until big boys get tired and then they're, and they're really smart you know uh, they, they tell the sub what the sub wants to hear oh i left because i felt this and you go oh okay well, yeah i could see that huh. well i left because he you know i did this and he did this oh okay yeah I'm, i've said that before you know, they almost lure you back into, you know, almost tricking the teacher a little bit on. No, they they left because they're tired. <laughs> you know, they yeah. left because they're, yeah. you know, they they were out of, they were out of gas that play, and they said, "Man, I'm gonna go up here and miss this backer real quick and start breathing deep." You know what I mean? Yeah, for for sure. Um, you, you talked about down block. Uh, to me, the way we teach it, it's very similar to our back block. But I never really got to play center. I know, I know, you played center. Uh, do you see any similarities in, in down and back block? And then what are do you have any just tips or, or tricks to, to back blocking as a center on, on uh, power or anytime he's got to block back uh, because, you know, it's something to me that's pretty difficult and, and the only thing I've been able to find is just doing it a thousand times. And so I'd like to kind of maybe have a drill or a little tip for the guys, but it's difficult because you got to block back. You don't, you can't give up any penetration, but as soon as he feels that guard leaving, you know, he's going to try to cross your face. So uh, what, what were some things that you used or that you use with the, your guys that you work with now? And that's what I think if anything, it's it's it starts in your stance. Uh, you still want to be fifty fifty. A lot of those guys start to cheat. They'll get light, you know, seventy thirty or whatever. And then naturally, that first thing that foot's going to do is understep. You know what I mean? Um, so I, naturally, it's the weight. It's how you're going to get off the ball. But you know, I always found that you put a cone there. You know, a little smushy cone. Uh, nothing. You know, like a ninety cent one. Not, not your pretty ones. You know, you little <laughs> ones you're going to throw away every day. And uh, it's amazing how much a little cone will open the brain where that foot can't go. You know, now you, now you have where you're not going to be. Now we have to start being where you're going to be. Um, I, I think that's a lot of what O-line is, is. I remember I got to the University of Oklahoma, and I'd never played center. So two weeks before we opened up, they said, hey, you're going to play center. And I laughed. I was like, yeah, right. I was like, I can't hear you. like, red shirt, man. Like, bro, I just turned 18, you know, like. And um, when you know it, man, I play center, and this is, this is what they used to tell me. Well, what you got to do is get your head across. <laughs> <laughs> okay so we're running you know we're running counter power and I'm, I'm trying to get my head across well you know in college the first thing you do is step under yourself the dude blows you up you know the back hits you in the hip you know and then everybody's in a fight and it's your fault and um so what i figured, what i found out was for me it, it's all about hand placement you know and it's really about that first step uh, where you want to put it, you know, a lot of people say, what's well, got to get across. It's got to get to his knee. It's got to get to his near foot. Your lace got to clear his lace. Wherever you feel powerful is where that, that, that needs to go. Hmm. You know, it's really about the target of the, of the, the hand. 
Now you can post that thing a little bit. Now you got time to come on, man. You know, I'd much rather, I'd much rather be a, be a little slower with, with my squat power instead of being pretty, pretty fast with my lunch power. You know what I mean? So that's my mindset. It may or may not be right, you know, but I just think that, you know, you're stronger in your, in your squat power than you are in your lunch power. Coach, where are you trying to get your hand on that then to control that guy? Yeah, for me, I just always wanted to get it either, either near hip. Like that's always just, it's such a great place when you snap. So if you're right-handed, you're going back to your right. You know, that, that hand seems to want to be right there the whole time. So it's a great, great little deal to stick it right in the crease of that hip just to kind of narrow him down and climb up him, you know, or leave it there and wipe him down. So it's almost, you know, it's a great place to put a little stop on him or just right across, right across the, the titty. You know what I mean? Um, just, just something you can get him just enough of maybe a pad turn. Now we can really bring our backside arm and whip it through. Now, now we beat him up pretty good, you know. Is there, is there a big difference when you're going back to the right as opposed to to the left whenever you are a right-handed snapper as far as um, – that's kind of the, the thing I've always been interested in is going right as opposed to left at center because you've got a different hand down. So are there different ways that you have to attack something going one way, you know, offhand to snap hand? Or is it, is it pretty similar? You just have to be really quick with your snap hand. You know, I think it's pretty similar. It's a, it's amazing. Like, you know, if you're a snap right-handed, odds are you're strong. You, you know, you're you're strong foot. You're right, so it doesn't really matter. You know. Okay. But I, you know, Wiley veterans, man, they can switch that hand on you. You know, so gotta watch those dudes like Dave Woolball and stuff like that. You know, they can just they get down over the ball, and the next thing you know, he's snapping with his left. You know, and I'm going. I'm I'm a rookie, and I'm going. That's pretty slick. You know. But you know, see ball get balls catch see ball get ball guys catch onto that pretty quick too. So did you ever play with uh as far how far the ball was out in front of your face on, on different plays or did you always snap it basically in the same spot? You gotta remember now, we're going back here, so all right, man, let's <laughs> let's get my prom music kicked in. Okay. So uh you know, back in the day, man, they you know, you'd roll up, get your feet, should be shoulder width apart, should have a little instep. Put your put your uh, forearms on your knees. Put your hand on the ground. That's your stance. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like everybody was uniform, um, and nobody's nobody's body is uniform. You know, so it, that's what I would say is, you know, a longer torso guy is probably a shorter arm guy. He's probably going to have that ball closer to his body. You know, a guy that's legs and arms, uh, and he can probably reach it on out there a little bit. You know. That's that's probably been the biggest one of the biggest things I've seen to change in just from even when I was playing in elementary school, you know, and being around dad and some of his teams is is how much the teaching of stance has changed. It seems like in the past twenty years, from um, I've heard a bunch of coaches talk about you know toes pointed in and and heels should be up off the ground and most of your weight in your hand, and then now it's getting you know more almost towards the opposite where you're almost pointing your toes out it seems like and you're getting heavy weight on your insteps and uh you know more of a 50 50 stance it's been a, a pretty big change in the last 20 years in stance i think yeah i think that and i think there's just been a lot of you know for the first time maybe questioning why as where you know for quarterback efficiency or something like that or you know better routes or timing or whatever there's been a lot of studying on that stuff the big dude you know i mean you know, I talked to Lauren uh, a while back, you know, and he's like, man, what do you think about O-line? I'm like, well, it's like, I think it's finally getting a face and a name, you know, like the Charles and guys like that are finally putting, a, you know, a, a place for the, you know, the Island of Misfit Toys to go, you know. So, uh, you know, no longer we kind of just cast away. And I think there's importance on it. I think you're seeing more changes because guys are more athletic. They're stronger. Uh, high schools are getting strength coaches. They got great strength culture. They got great, great strength programs. The guys are able to do more. Um, so I think you're going to see a lot of growth in this position because I've already, already seen it just in the body types. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, there's, it's amazing. These, these, these guys are really big, but uh, it's a different big. It's not a, it's not a barrel chested guy like, you know, anymore. It's a, it's a lean guy, but uh, they're still big. They, they still take up space, but it's, just a, it's a different dude. LaCharles, Le, it seems like, has, has kind of made it uh, cool again almost, you know, with uh, especially being on Twitter and, and different things and having things for these kids. It's been 
made into a cool thing. And, you know, I've got linemen that look at it and they're like, hey, did you see the new Charles Bentley video? I was like, no, when did it come out? They're like, uh, 30 minutes ago. I'm like, no, no yeah. I, haven't, I haven't seen that one yet. But they're all about it and they love it and he's calling them athletes. And um, like you said, it, it's kind of bringing a whole whole new uh, perspective to offensive line and to where kids are, like you said, not, not misfit toys anymore. It's like, yeah, I play offensive line and I'm athletic and I can do this, 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 and this instead of, well, I just can't play anything else, so I play offensive line now. Right. I mean, I remember, you know, all the, all the big guys back in my day wanted to be fullbacks and, you know, they wanted to carry the ball one time a year and, come on, man, get up here next to me and let's go. Let's go have some fun. You know, let's That's make some right. people quit. You know, so it, it's amazing, though, with Charles, what he's done is he's created this mantra for big skill. Um, he's laid out the format. He's, he's, he's you know, he's, he's provided the tools. Um, so he's done so much science behind this. Everybody thinks, well, here's a guy that played, um, and you know, he's, he's firm in his word. You know, he speaks boldly because he believes in it. You know, we believe what we believe in, we speak boldly over. And, um, you know, I was not fortunate to go out there and spend some time with him and man, he's salt to the earth. He's, he's, he's a great guy. Um, uh, you know, his whole story of, you know, returning to his hometown and, and never really getting to play and, and, and almost losing his leg, almost losing his life, you know. And you talk about a, a man early in his life, man, kind of went on this vision quest and found his way back and really came back with tools and just a great roadmap for starting a new a new culture, man, you know, where big guys can, they can find whatever they need, man. If you, if you need a tool, it's on there. You need a device, it's on there. You know, you need a recipe, it's on there. It, it's just tremendous what he's done, and you know he's inspired me a lot. He's he's, he's a great friend, and uh, I just love what he's doing for big dudes, you know, because uh, you know baby don't have to be in the corner no more, you know. <laughs> I I heard him talk when he came up to to Iowa State, and and honestly, I've I've told several people this. It was it was literally uh, a life transforming five hours for me. Um, he he yeah. wouldn't even, he wouldn't even let you get up to go to the bathroom, and honestly, you didn't even think about it because. You, you were so enamored with all the stuff he was saying. And it's like you said, I mean, he, he tells the whole story. I mean, he, he was over in, in Europe, you know, and East yeah. Germany and some of those places, you know, studying all the different, the different styles, ways to put on muscle, ways to move. I mean, and the stuff that he's done, he's put the science behind it. He's put that work in. And then the thing I loved about it is there was guys that were still there questioning him and he went at those dudes. I mean, like oh, yeah. literally went after him. He's like, okay, well you, you tell me why your way is better. And I mean, so it wasn't like he was just saying, oh, it's better because I said so. He wanted, okay, tell me why. And then he could yeah. flip around. And he goes, I'll tell you why this is better. And he had an answer for every single thing you did. And you're just kind of sitting there like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. It was phenomenal. Yeah. I think what it is is you looked at how many guys in this situation would have even cared about ball anymore. You know what I mean? He, he doesn't need it. He has the money. He's, he did it. He, he had a, like I said, a catastrophic injury, and he just walk away. Everything he puts on Twitter and on social media, he don't have to share that. Dudes are paying millions of dollars for that. Yeah, you know those NFL clients, he has, they're paying big bucks for that. You don't have to open those doors and let guys come in and be around those guys. But the reason he's doing this is because, man, we're all the same. You took ten offensive linemen off ten teams, and they're battling for the one piece of shade from some dead tree on the field. You know what I mean? And heaven forbid you put a hand shield or a bag out there because now we're going to lay on it. You know what I mean? <laughs> so we're all the same dude. And uh, what he's done is he's really, you know, he's merging cultures, man. It's uh, I just I swear by him. I swear by his mantra. I played. I played in the same same league he did. I, I represented the same shield he represented. And from where he is to where everybody else kind of is, that's light years, man. I mean, you know, I tell people all the time, man, that's like my, you know, people say who you want to have dinner. And I said, I said, well, Charles, or that hour or whatever you put on that questionnaire, you know, just because I don't think you can get enough of why, you know what I mean? I have questions, man. And it's the first time, like, hey, you jump out there and cut him off. Okay, well, how do I do it? Oh, okay, well, here's how you're going to do it. You know what I mean? And it's just, to me, it's just for young people, here's the roadmap. Hey, let's do it, you know? Yeah, like you said, he's had a, a few of those free clinics that he just opened his doors. And at first, I was looking at it like, 
okay, you know, what's his, what's his angle? What's he doing? What's he, you know, getting out of this? You know, I'm sure he's setting something up. And then the more you look at it and the more you hear from people, it's just, nope, he's just a true good guy that's an offensive lineman and just wants to help anyone that wants to actually be better at offensive line. And you can't say enough about guys that are, that are willing to do that. Yeah, I think that, you know, you guys have been around, man. You, you, you've been around some ball and some guys and, there's guys that go out here and put on ski masks and, and rob these kids. You know, there is straight up. Yeah. And they, they don't know. They couldn't tell you if there's air feathers in that football. <laughs> you know, but they're getting their 50 bucks on their iPhone swipe or whatever, you know. Right. And, and that's wrong. You know, and for, for me, I think what, what really draws me to him is he don't have to say anything that's not true because, I mean, like I said, he's lived it. It's just – He's not. He's not out there trying to get shine on it. He's giving it away, you know. And I, I just, I have a lot of respect for that. And you know, the guys that are out there training, they treat, they treat coaches. You know, those guys that are that you know are making crazy amount of money, man. They're highly respectful when you're in there, and they'll tell you why they're doing it. They'll tell you why they come to him. I mean, to me, I'm in sales. You know, I sell weight rooms, and uh, for me, it, it, don't ask me why you want power lift. That's one of my customers. You know what I mean? If I've done my job, they're going to sell. They're, they're going to sell powerless for me. So, and that's what those guys do for him. He. The other thing I liked about him too, and I mean, obviously, it's it's close to your heart. You're working at at Powerlift, but you know, he talks about the weight room for offensive linemen as you know, kind of your office. You know, their their laboratory. You know, that that's where he really, really believes you, you build offensive linemen. So I like I love that part of his speech too because he's like. Hey man, if you're not going to train, or you're not going to lift, and you're not going to do it a certain way or the right way, you know, you're, there's no possible way for you to be as good as you possibly can. It doesn't matter, you know, how much coaching or technique you have if you're not strong, athletic, and mobile. Right, and you guys know in the high, in high school you get what you get. You don't draft, you don't. It's a free agency, so you know that that eighty twenty or twenty eighty, whichever you want to break it down. The odds are, man, you're still, you're stirring the bottom of that thing, trying to get those guys. You know, you're, you're elite guys, you know, the, they're going to be elite. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but, but that bottom, you know, that, that sixth lineman through, through 12 that you know you're going to have to have at some point, you know, you want that thing stirring the whole time in competition. You want that whole thing stirring for, for fighting for reps. And you want them to be involved in the culture. And, you know, I think that's what, you know, he says about the, the alignments, you know, you really it really begins on a platform, you know, and, those guys got to get in there. You know, there's, there's very few days that I always tell people, man, in high school, you know, I have, I have a son that's a sophomore and I have, I have four kids, but, you know, I tell him because he's at this age, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be a very memorable day in your life when you bench press 225 or like when you squat 315 or 405. I can remember those days the rest of your life. I can tell you when I did it, you know what I mean? And those are, those are very, for, for a guy that, you guys deal with it every day, man. A kid that comes in that wouldn't look in the eye, that maybe had some shaggy hair and some acne and was a little fat and couldn't run. And then all of a sudden, you know, a year in the program, you know, he's, 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 he's showing you his eyes, his face is cleared up. He's walking with a bigger chest, man. He presses 205 or 225. And, you know, he's in the group, man. And it's, that's a different cat, you know. And that's, uh, that, that's impressive. That's, that's the brotherhood of O-line, you know. Yeah, it's amazing what it does to their confidence. Like you said, you, you see a get, kid get stronger and they're confident in the in the weight room and on the field, but just outside seeing them at school walking around, seeing their, you know, they're, like you said, they're looking people in the eyes. They're not looking down. They're kind of proud of themselves, you know, even just walking around in school. There's a pack of them, man. You know, there's all them bigs hanging together, man. It's just, it's just it, football teaches life, man. I say that all the time and people get tired of hearing me say that, but, you know, football truly does teach life. JR, I know uh, you got to learn a, a ton of life lessons, obviously, you know, playing at, at OU uh, for, for all four years and then uh, getting drafted by the Patriots. I mean, you got, you got to learn ball from some of the best, uh, you know, head coaches in the game. I think you could, you know, speak a little bit about some of those experiences and some of the things that you did learn through football. Yeah, it was um, – so I grew up – I played Class A football. I graduated 17 kids in Northeast Oklahoma. Uh, class A, and uh, you know, from there I went to the University of Oklahoma and uh, got got lucky, man, and somehow ended up on the field early. And um, and Coach Gary Gibbs was my coach there for the first three years, and 
Coach Gibbs, man, the one thing I learned about Coach Gibbs and is was he was a family man, you know. Uh, sometimes we didn't always agree. That's fine. But, man, I, I just always admired the way he was to his family. And it got tough on him there at the end. And, he, and when he finally resigned, you know, it was, it was basically because, you know, his, his family, he just wanted to, wanted to kind of relieve some of that pressure from him. So I always had a great deal of respect for how he handled his wife and his children. And he was a great role model, you know, for, for how to really be a man and deal with the stuff in life that truly matters. You know, you're going to win, you're going to lose. But that stuff's a lot more important than that. And then uh, got drafted and uh, by Coach Parcells, um, and and uh, we had a great staff. Man, on that staff was uh, Steve Belichick and you know Rack, Romeo Cannell, and Charlie Weiss and uh, Al Grove. I mean, we you know there was everybody on that on that, and that's pretty deep. Uh, man, Gene, all those guys. So uh, got to be around great football. Got to be around really great camaraderie that. Accountability was high, you know. Coach um, Russell, you see, there's a lot of guys who got a lot of things riding on this, you know. And uh, it, it, there's no more truth in the locker room that, in that league. You know, you got performance is reality, you know. Hang around long enough to be fired, you know. So, um, but yeah, just, just learning how to be a pro and learning how to deal with, you know, I was uh, that was a full pad in every practice, <laughs> never nights off. You know, just go get it. So I uh, was fortunate enough to be there with him. And then uh, Pete Carroll came in New England after that. And uh, uh, that really didn't work for me because I was more of a Bill guy. You know, I needed I needed time and pads. I needed those practices, um, you know, and those reps, that video, you know, being physical. And that just really wasn't, wasn't driving for me. You know, they they signed some guys, paid a lot of money too. And when I got released, I ended up going back to push ourselves to the Jets and uh, spent time with him there. And then uh, I'd suffered a big back injury and was out of the league for a while and then had, a, you know, a cup of coffee in Dallas with uh, Coach Campo. So it was a great run. And, you know, like I said, man, I, I got fired uh, from Parcells twice in my life. And, and I would take a bullet for him or go work for him today, you know, knowing I'm probably going to get fired again. But, I, you know, I'd do it just because – just because the man he is, uh, what he demands in you, um, you, you truly leave there, you know, kind of becoming this this young, arrogant, you know, crazy kid to, man, you, you know, you, when you leave there, you're going to be set for life because you can deal with anything. And uh, I know that Tim and, uh, I, you know, I, I tweeted out the other night watching that two bills deal. It was like a reality, like I was living it again, you know what I mean? And uh, and it was it was cool because – you, you look around at those pictures of those locker rooms. Where I still talk to guys today, man, and, and how many guys he just truly, you know, taught how to be a man, and uh, just unbelievable. So I was lucky, man. And the old line guys, I mean, ridiculous. You know, Bill Muir, Fred Hoagland, uh, you know, Merv Johnson, OU, Charlie North at OU. Uh, hmm. Shoot, I've been around some of the best, you know, and just just uh, been very fortunate. I've, I've talked about it before, but, you know, you talk to some of these kids at, at these camps that I've heard you in, in some of the best parts, and you go through kind of that same speech about you playing uh, in the NFL and in college, and uh, and then you get into just like you talk about, just how to be a man and how to, how to you know, be a father and, and uh, a husband and all that. And, and that, to me, is some of the, the best stuff that you bring, and, and you're awesome away from that. But that's some of the coolest part that I ever hear that you talk about. and uh, just is that something that you kind of realized that you were getting while you were in football or is that something that, you know, three or four years after you were done, you kind of said, Oh, look, you know, look at, look at everything I've learned uh, from playing. And now I'm going to um, instill that into the kids that I talked to. I, I, I think I was just lucky. Like I said, I mean, football has been such a, a, a great thing. I, mean, I was raised by my grandma, man. She was a full blood Indian lady. She, she couldn't, she didn't understand football. She could care less about football. And, um, but when she got sick and, and, and I had to move and I ended up in Fairland from Miami and I, I got around coaches that just really, really in every phase of my life invested in me. And, and I, you know, I was kind of that turd kid. I was, I was good to the coaches. I was good to my teammates, but you know, I might get in a fight. I might get kicked out of school. I might act up, you know, I had good grades, but you know, I might sneak up to Miami and do something on a weekend. I probably shouldn't have done, you know, and, uh, had some turd in me and, 
eventually, man, those guys just went out because they just kept investing in me. And I, and then I went to OU and I, man, Coach Merv, Coach Charlie, they, they don't recruit you for four years. They recruit you for life. You know, they still call and check on you. And, you know, you see me around Coach North, man. He, that dude hug you and tell you he love you. You know, it's, just, it's the same guy, you know, whenever. And then um, I think really being around Bill, you wonder why Bill's so the way he is. And to be honest with you, it's because he wants you to, to be successful. Mm-hmm. And and you finally start to learn that as you've been around him a little bit. And you don't want to let him down. Now you're playing out of respect and fear because, man, I respect him for what he's done, but now I fear because I don't want to let him down. You know, and, it, and it's amazing because he, he truly does want you to succeed. And um, he, he probably cares too much. He probably cares more about you than you care about you at the time, you know, and whether or not you're going to say no. No hangers honors, keep your money, be smart, you know, just the stuff he would tell you along the way. And then um, when you're done playing, man, you kind of go through this crazy diffuse back to civilization, reality, weird kind of, I don't know, years of adjustment. I mean, it's kind of a weird deal. And uh, you kind of come through that fog a little bit. And then for me, man, I, I married a great girl and I met her at OU. We've been married 21 years. And. I've been blessed with four kids, man. I I just remember like you, you kind of get flooded with that stuff whenever you have a child, you know, and you just you just realize how I had no business being anywhere I'd ever been without without God intervening in that or or my coaches or football, because dude, I was <laughs> tell you, man, I I was dirt poor from nothing, gonna be nothing now, and uh, you know, I I just saw it all the football, and I know how I know how blessed I am, and I know that God's played a part in that. And for me, if you can give back to one kid, and you can say, hey, man, I don't know my father. I met my father when I was 23. He came down to see me right before I signed to go to draft. And guess what? That's okay. I'm fine. I'm here. You know, we have a heavenly father that cares about you. You know? Or you can tell a kid, hey, man, I, I, I was never around my mom and my dad growing up. My grandmother raised me. You know? There, there's a lot of these kids that, you guys, the coaches, you change lives, man, you know, and you don't even know it. You know, you're a, you're a laundromat, you're a counselor, you're a taxi cab driver, you're a grocery store, you're an ATM machine, you're a, you're a guidance counselor, you're a couples counselor, you know, you're a strength coach, you're a football coach, you're a teacher, you know, and, and every one of these parents can tell you, you know, why you're a dumbass and why they can do it better. But what they should be doing is saying thank you. So that's what I try and make sure I do, man. Any coach, little league coach, J high coach, thank you. You know, this game needs you. This game needs to be in young people's lives, and thank you. I think that's, um, you know, I think that's awesome. That's great. Um, you know, we're talking again about my dad, and I'm hoping to get him on here sometime. And hope he, doesn't, hope he doesn't get me too mad about uh, me saying it. But, you know, his dad, when he was 15, his dad – passed away and his mom uh moved moved to ireland for for a summer or a year whatever it was and um he he kind of found football to be his getaway and and what got him through and no one in his whole family had ever been to college and it kind of took him through college and and got him a degree and now he's able to be a coach and so uh you know to hear your story which i've heard a few times and then uh hear other stories like that of you know young boys that maybe don't have a father and then they get to be around coaches and around football, and it really helps bring them up and to be being, you know, the men that, that we need in society is awesome to hear. Well, I love hearing his story. You know, I mean, I love when he tells how Coach Raider just kept bringing him in. You know, this is the guy's going to put you out of work. This guy's going to put you out of your job, you know, and you just kept sending him away, you know. And everybody tell you all the time what you need to have to play up front. And ultimately, man, you got to have some staying power. you got to be tough, man. Tough guys win jobs, you know. I love it when he tells those stories, you know. I I just love what you got to say about the whole thing, man. I mean, it's it's the same thing for me. You know, people ask you, you know, wh- why do you coach? Well, uh, obviously it isn't the money. You know, I, I guess I can't talk for, for Nick Saban or some of those guys. But, uh, I mean, even then I think those guys have, a, have an innate ability to want to be able to give back and allow young men to become men because there was at least one person in our lives that, that pushed us in that direction. And I think, you know, once you've kind of been maybe given that gift and then maybe you can see that you can make an impact with it, honestly, that becomes addicting for me 
I want to try to help as many kids as I possibly can. And it doesn't matter That's if right. I teach, teach them or I coach them. That, that, that becomes addicting, you know, and, and rather than being addicted to something stupid like fame or state championships or whatever it might be, uh, when you start to get addicted to wanting to do good in somebody's life, it feels really damn good. Yeah, and I'm, I tell people all the time, man, I'm blessed. I, you know, I have an AFC championship ring up here from New England, and, you know, it sets in my office and collects dust. <laughs> and I give it back, man. I give it back, and I, you can have it right now. Just let me keep my teammates, man. Let me keep my coaches. Let me keep those relationships, you know. You know, I, I always – coaches are rich in relationship, you know, and that's can't, – you can't put a ring or, or, or anything on that, you know. And they're so blessed because they spread across across society. They they got they got relationships with everyone, and you know great coaches are great communicators. They're great teachers, and they're great in relationships. And you know everybody I've ever talked to is a good communicator, a good teacher. You know if my kids told me, man, they want to coach, I'd hug them up and say, say, get some thick skin, you know, and uh, coach personality, and I'd be super proud of them, you know. J- JR, you, you know, you're not coaching anymore. You, you did coach at one point, but now you're, you're running, uh, you know, the Trench Mafia in Oklahoma City with a bunch of offensive linemen. Uh, do you get to – I'm yep. sure you do, but do you get to kind of speak this stuff into them on a weekly basis? Um, I would think it would be kind of a cool thing to have kids from a lot of different parts of the city and get to kind of spread that message out to, um, you know, multiple different schools, multiple different kids. Yeah, man, Trench Mafia kind of came about. I, I, I was trying to coach. <laughs> you guys laugh, but man, I had all the answers. You know me, and uh, <laughs> I was trying to coach two little league teams, a high school team, and work for Powerlift, and stay married, and raise four kids. And it just, you know what I mean? Like it, it didn't matter. Whatever time I took a picture of my watch, I was late. You know what I mean? So yeah. I had to give, I had to give something up, man, and. You know, my kids were the two little leaguers, so I can't give them up, you know. My my wife is the is the watch, so I can't give her up, you know, so I had to give up my high school gig and 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 it hurt and it, and it hurt because, you know, I, I truly felt like you know, you want to be there for those kids, those young men and but uh, you gotta make a decision for your family and Trench Mafia came about like I was kinda jonesing for ball and they, they have these team camps here in Oklahoma in the in the what do you call that? It's like a late summer, early summer, or late spring. What do y'all clarify that as? Yeah, so like, June, like, June yeah. everybody gets together. Yeah. And early, yeah, early summer, right after spring ball. Yeah, the kids just got out of school, and man, they were they were bouncing all around. And I was like, man, let's go up here to this football field. It's free. You guys just go run. You know what I mean? I can watch <laughs> some ball. And uh, so, so I was talking to a couple of people and sitting down there, and and um. Kept hearing this one kid get screamed at, like relentless. Sophomore, you know, thrown out of tackle. Uh, the advice was like, "We'll cut him off. Get in front of him." <laughs> and I was just like, "Wow, that's probably not going to work." You know, <laughs> it was it was just apt. I mean, you just see the poor kid. Like he went from being like, you know, arriving at his goal to, you know, being being just shot down. You know, and uh, so come to find out, it was that babysitter's brother. And I said, hey, if you want, if if your brother wants to get better, just sit in my house. I'll I'll fix all that. Hmm. And she goes, well, what do you mean? I said, I'll just fix all that. I said, we'll fix all of it. And uh, I, you know, I never never broke stride. Just kept on walking. And um, so I got one kid for one year, and we worked together. Man, turned out he was a phenomenal, coachable kid that had a lot of ability already, you know, and just bought in and. We started it out, and I couldn't get anybody else. <laughs> I was trying to, like, hey, coach, I'm, I'm trying to do this if you want to send anybody, you know. And they're like, oh, no, no, you know, we don't. We probably don't believe in our philosophy. And I'm like, well, it's not a philosophy. It's just a teaching tools. Like, huh. I'm just, you know. And uh, so I couldn't get anybody. And then. Um, I'm teaching him more like, than just telling him to cut him off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just hey. Put your hand on your knee here, lean forward as far as you can, then jump out there, kick him, <laughs> cut him off, you know, and go on. Hey, everybody, don't go that way, you know. Tell me to go forward and backwards and sideways at the same time, coach. And uh, so it was just crazy. And so I had him, kind of dialed him in, and man, boom, started getting more kids. Boom, word kind of got out. Boom. Well, now, you know, I mean, we kind of, 
I'm lucky. I get to kind of pick and choose them. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, so 200 kids have come through Trench Mafia um, in different ages, man. Junior high, all the way through high school, all the way to college, guys. I can proudly say that I've never charged a dime. And I believe I'm teaching them what Latrells want them to learn, what what I think they need to learn, What, and you're getting life lessons, um, getting tons of faith and, and life breaks into you. And um, just created this crazy culture, man, and just been blessed to be around a lot of great young men. And in this little group right here, we have 15 eligible seniors, man, 13 of them are going to get some money for school. You know, four of them are D1 kids. So I had nothing to do with the four. <laughs> you know, God, <laughs> God loaded them. You know, I know that. You know, but uh, the way they come to work and the way they respect the other kids and, and made the other kids accountable, like, they truly – you know, their shoulders are, you know, will stand on them and uh, they did a great job. And it, it, it gives me my football fix. It's just these dudes want to work, man. And I want to teach them right. I don't, I'm not out to get anything from them. I don't want anything from them. I just want them to, I want them to know they can do it. I want to tie up loose ends. You know what I mean? Like, like coach said, Brady said early on, he said, this pass pro stuff, man, these kids are so, so there's just time's limited. You guys only have so much time in a day. You know, there's there's very few kids that need extra when it comes to that. And if they're going to get it, you know, I hope they come come to me and, you know, I hope they learn something from me and I hope they learn that, uh, you know, this is, a, this is a great game. So. I, I love it too, because I think, you know, you, you're already true, you know, by calling it trench mafia or whatever, you, you're kind of, you treat it like that brotherhood. So not only are they, are they they learning all the fundamentals, but I think, you know, they're learning how to be a part of a group. You know, you you have your, your alphas, your leaders, they're learning how to be leaders because you got to have guys like that on every single team. So I think it's, it's an all encompassing type deal. I mean, I I think it's, it's one of the best things that that the kids can be doing out there. What's really cool is like, so we'll do a, a private group during the week, you know, and, um, it's all off-season stuff. I don't, I don't bother them during the in-season, man. Go, go be at your team. Go be the greatest teammate you can be. And in the off-season, we'll have a private little workout deal in, you know, in, the, in the middle of the week where I can kind of get these kids that are really getting heavily recruited that you know, people just really want to pester. And you can kind of, you kind of seclude them. You know what I mean? And then they can truly let their hair down. They can laugh. They can, you know, they can actually be, be learning. They don't have to have their chest out the whole time. You can get to know a kid. You know what I mean? There's so much pressure on these kids so early now that, you know, they got to be this, you got to be this, you got to be this. That very rarely do you see the true side of a kid, you know. Um, you know, I, I, so when the coaches ask me, man, I mean, I, I'm going to say two things. I'm talking about your character and your personality, you know. That's probably a lot more defined than your, than your drive catch, you know what I mean. That's right. Uh, I've I've seen you a couple times on, on social media kind of, fire up some coaches that I, I kind of want to ask you about that this type of coach, but you know, there, there's a lot of coaches out there that you mentioned at the beginning that um, they don't want their guys going to someone that's going to help them outside of, of yeah. their football program. And I'm, I'm curious if you have any thoughts on, on maybe why, why that is even because um, it's just something that I, I I've never really understood, but, you know, I think maybe a pride thing. I don't know, but it seems to me like, if you're going to coach a kid, wouldn't you want him to be the best that he possibly could be? Even if, you know, all these coaches are, well, you don't want him spending a bunch of money, but the kid has money and it does cost him, but he's got money to spend. And that's what he wants to do is get better at football. Why do you care? Let the kid go be as good as he wants to be. And it, it helps your team if he's getting better. So, uh, you know, do you, do you have any thoughts on maybe why some of these coaches are, are like that? Well, I mean, and, and I'm going to clarify something. I, I, I'm in a position where I don't, I don't feel like I have to charge. Right. Um, you know, we have Anderson uh, five strong here, man. O-line school. Go to those guys. They do a great job. Playing his brother going to do a great job. You know, if you're in that area, go to them. Who cares if you have to pay? If that's what you're seeking, go to them. You know what I mean? I, I'm, I'm all about that. I think, I think Clint and, and Jared are going to do a great job, you know, and, uh, they're in it for the right reason because I, I think in their, their in their heart of hearts they're in it for the kids. And I spent a lot of time visiting with them and going over a lot of stuff with them. And I just think that coaches get so caught up in there's so many coaches out there that 
and I and I'm not trying to make anybody mad, but in the summer, man, this this isn't uh, this isn't off season. This is my lawn lawn, lawn mowing season. <laughs> so I got me, I got me a yard crew. You know, I got I'm a striper guide in the in the in the summer. Uh, so I got my little fishing crew. You know, and and that's money that those guys aren't necessarily getting. And I think guys get get their feelings hurt a little bit if a kid goes somewhere else. I've had guys tell me that I don't preach the same philosophy as they preach because one time they heard me talk about a bucket step. <laughs> you know what I said? Coach, this bucket step has no philosophy. You know, it's, a, it, it's like it's a tight, man. You put it in the car and you go. I mean, it's not the type of car it is, you know? Right. And it, it's just, you know, I, I think a lot of it's ego. I mean, I hate to say that, you know, but you know, I, for me, I learned early on, man, this goes back to the league, man, my parent meeting. I, I'm here to coach kids, and I'm not here to coach parents. You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't charge for two reasons. One, I think my grandmother would come out of heaven and strike me down. Because okay? I'm dirt poor Indian boy, and I couldn't have been able to do that. <laughs> so this is my way of giving something back. You know what I mean? It ain't, it ain't a lot. I'm not giving – uh, I'm not Ellen or Oprah, man. I'm not giving cars or scholarships, or, but I'm giving something. You know what I mean? And, and I just think that – and the second thing is if a kid ain't going to act right, I, I can kick him out of session. I cannot invite him back. I, I don't want a kid, I don't want somebody's money and babysit, babysit your child. Mm-hmm. I want a worker. I want a doer. I want somebody who wants to be different. I want uncommon. You know what I mean? I want somebody who is smart, who's proud to be smart. I want somebody I want somebody who's not afraid to be different and stand up for somebody who's being bullied. I want somebody who's proud to be a protector. I want somebody who's going to stand there and look you in the eye and say, no, sir, that ain't right. We're going to do it this way. You know what I mean? And for me, it, it, there's tons of those kids out there, but, you know, if, if the coach don't want you to come, the only thing I can really think of is ego. And, and I yeah. hate to say that. You know. Sad. I mean, I, 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 I mean, Harper and I have said it, I don't know how many times, it's just sad because, you know, one, we're limited as high school coaches, the contact we're supposed to have in the off season. So I think, I think one, you know, and then you still have all these kids that, that want to get better and want to do well. I mean, I think we owe it as coaches to seek out other avenues for these kids to go to. Research it and find guys, hey, Anderson Brothers, our offensive line should be going there if they have the chance. JR, they should be going to see these guys. You know, the Dobbins and those guys, the, the DB group that, that's up there in, in Tulsa. I mean, I think if you're finding reputable guys that make kids better, why would you not want to team with those guys and have them develop right. some of your best players? Right. And I, I, I agree, you know, that, you know, team philosophy on certain teams, no one trains outside. And if that's the team philosophy, then that's the, I, I totally understand that. Um, but, you know, and like I said before, I mean, I begged, <laughs> I begged people to come. You know, I told Charles that, and he laughed because I mean, when he started this, he had one client, and and no one would go to him. They, you know, he goes, I I asked everyone. You know what I mean? And it's just amazing to me that, and I I think it's where we live too. I mean, Oklahoma people, man, they want to put their hands on it. You know, they want to, they want to know what it's about. They want. I just, you know, I'm never leaving. I've been here. You know, I've sold weight rooms in the state for 20 years. I'm not going to have to apologize to you. I'm not going to duck you to clinic. You know what I mean? That's <laughs> I, I, I just, you know what I mean? I'm here, man. Like, let, let's just, let's, you know, let's keep it professional, you know? And I, I have fired up on dudes, you know, and our, and coach seen that. And, you know, I don't have a problem with that. If they're out of line, hey, man, I'm going to speak up, you know? Don't classify me in, in with a bunch of jokers if I don't fit that criteria. You know what I mean? Right. And I think it's good, you know, it's it's good to see and it's good to, uh, you know, probably for some of those coaches to see you say that as well. But um, I, I couldn't agree probably with you more than it, it seems like to me, it's a lot of ego by these coaches because, um, you know, I even saw one guy that's like, so what, he's going to train with his trainer for, you know, once a week. And then the trainer's going to say it was him that got him to college. And then I just thought, well, who cares who got him to college? This yeah. kid just got to go to college. What? 
why do you care who says he helped get the kid to college? He's in college now for free. So, you know, what's the big deal? Who cares about that? And um, the other thing, like you said, it's, it's not, it's not about, you know, if, if you're teaching them one thing and, and maybe we don't use that at our, on our team, it's not like you're teaching a bad habit. You're just teaching the kid another tool in the toolbox. Um, I don't, there's not hardly any, I don't know. It seems like from offensive line coaches, you know, they, they want a really cookie cutter way, but not every kid's going to be that cookie cutter way. You know, we've got a tackle that I've always thought, you know, carry your hands high and that's what always worked with me. And that's what I teach. But we had a kid that trained outside of the team a little bit and, and he was taught, you know, carry his hands down by his, by his hips and pass pro. And um, it's not something I would teach, but it worked for him. So it's not something I changed. You know, if, if it's going to work right. and it's going to make you a better player, I'm all for it because in the end of the day, it makes us a better team. Yeah, I always thought that – I always thought it was funny, you know, like I, I could do something totally wrong. If you get a plus, it's 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 allowed. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> man, that's the wrong guy you blocked, but you flattened him and we scored plus. You know, and I just like, when I get a plus, man, like, oh, effort finished. You know, I'm like, uh, blocked the wrong guy, you know. But it, 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 I, I, I see what you're saying. Like, if, it, you know, if you're not going to go out there and go, hey, man, stop, stop doing a great job and try this. You know what I mean? Like, you're the one on the field. You're the one doing it. And, I always tell people, man, like I tell our guys all the time, like you got to remember, man, you know, they say blood on the saddle, man. That's your blood, you know. Take care of your body. Take care of yourself. Take care of your mind. Make sure you're ready to play, you know. I just – I've been blessed. I'm not, and I haven't had many distractions, I can tell you that. And everybody's usually really cool. They want to know what it's about. All coaches are always welcome to come check it out. Um, you know, I show up. I kind of reject some kids just because of sheer number. Um, I want to know what the product is. I want to be able to touch the product, you know. If I can't get to a kid in a session, I'm not going to do him disservice and, and coach him up, you know, half butt. You know, that's not fair to him. So, but you always try to invite guys out and, you know, I want feedback. And there's things that I don't do. There's there's days I leave there, man, I sit in my car for 30 minutes. Hmm. And and I'm sitting there, you know, occasionally <laughs> I have my kids in me like, Dad, we're starving. And I'm like, like, why not do that? Why did I do that, you know, in succession today? Why don't I do this progression? You know, and the whole time, the whole weekend, I'm in a tank because I feel like I let the kids down, you know? And it's just, you know, I, I, it's important to me. I, you know, I want guys to come and come and like it and I want the kids to like it and I want to be successful, you know? But like I said earlier, man, I got, I got a kid at OU. I got a couple kids at OSU. And when I say I, I just not trust those guys. Somewhere in that womb, God said football player. Yeah. You know, he came out a massive man that can move and strong. And guess what? He could drive catch whether I show him that or not. He can be my kid. No coach called me and asked me about him. And I promise I, you know, I'm not, I'm not showing up at signings with stickers on, you know, flat billed gangster hats, like trying to take credit <laughs> for that. You know? you know what I mean? I'm not wearing that big Miami chain and all that, dude. Come on, man. <laughs> Hopefully there's no offensive lineman that had the, the flat bill hats. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, you know, buddy, yeah. come on, man. You know, I, I, I can't, I can't agree more with the, with the whole, the whole line of this stuff. I mean, the other thing, if, if a guy even did want to say, okay, coach, you know, it, it goes against our philosophy. Well, what if the kid goes on and he plays in college? And you're like Harper, and you have four different coaches in college. You know, right. what, wouldn't it wouldn't it benefit the kid to at least have heard maybe some other philosophies? You know, when they go to school, do we just teach them that the the theory of evolution was the only thing that happened? I mean, no, we give these kids options. I mean, to me, it should be no different when you're coaching. Give them right. options to make them be successful and think about it. How, you know? how you gonna budget? You know, how you gonna live? How you gonna do anything in life if you don't have options? You know what I mean, like. Every day we're faced with decisions, you know, and consequences, and there should be, you know, it's the same thing in ball. I mean, I, I just, I, I and it, it's like I said, I've been fortunate because, a, I think people know, kind of, uh, I don't really care what they say. I, if I fire up, I'm really pissed, you know. So, <laughs> um, but they do know that I'm probably gonna hunt them up. Like if I see them at a clinic, I'm gonna hunt them up. You know what I mean? So. Coach, we talked a little bit about the ego with the coaches, and my kind of question's more uh, towards the players with with uh, with the ego question. You know, you've got these guys that, like you said, were were born in the womb. God gave them some ability that 
for no reason, right? It was just a gift that they were, they were given. And uh, it seems like, and I know I went through this for a while, that you got some of these big-time players that think that it's something that they did. You know, they start getting really high on themselves, and then um, eventually they, they get that ego check, or maybe some of them don't. But what are some things that, that you tell these kids to try to help them out, the ones that are, are the big uh, ego guys or, or could easily become the ego guys because they were given – just so much at birth, uh, you know, as far as genetically or, or whatever. Yeah. I mean, and, and I'm, I've, I'm, like I said, we've had some really good ones. And, um, the great thing I do is I just talk to them about being a leader, you know, like look around behind you, man, you know? Uh, and I try to give them all a nickname. I don't ever talk about them in social media. I don't pub them up. Uh, I try to keep them secluded. I try to give them sanctuary. Uh, just about, this is all we're going to be about. When you're here, this is all you're about. I don't care about any of that crap. I don't care where you're going. I don't care what you're doing. You know, I'm not going to any signings. I'm proud of all of them, but I'm not going to any. You know what I mean? I, I had mine. My eligibility is so far expired. I, I'm, I don't need it. I'm done. You know, go do you now, you know? And I think if you keep those guys in check and just treat them like a normal, normal dude, you know, for us, a lot of it is, is where you're going to be in the pecking order of, of who's going to demo drills, who's going to start the drills, who's going to be up first in the drills. And they know, man, I'll just move them to the back. Hmm. I'll put them J-high kids up in front of them. You know, then they're embarrassed. <laughs> you know, and, I, and, and I'm different. I call them out, you know. Um, I play for Parcells. So there's going to be some, there's going to be some deep thinking shots taken somewhere, you know. <laughs> better get off the circuit, you know. Better get off that circuit, you know, take two sons to – you know, to shine on your ass or, you know what I mean? I might say something crazy, you know I mean? You just never know what I'm going to say to them, you know? Try to get them dialed back into where, you know, football is such a – at that level, it, it is intoxicating. I tell people all the time, and this – you get caught up with this D1 stuff. It's like MTV Cribs where you open the fridge and everything's in order. <laughs> that is not reality. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, it, it ain't our house. I mean, there's – you know, my little seven-year-old standing on the freezer door drinking milk right out of the jug. You know what I mean? <laughs> so that's just not that's not reality. So you better get over that, you know, and start figuring out what's real, because if this is a this is a business. It's a it's a big money business, and you are the small piece of this. The best part of your life is probably recruiting, because you got a little bit of leverage. And as soon as you sign on the dotted line, you, you know you're a dumb butt. You know so. You know, I, I tell people all the time, you know, it looks like, like being engaged. You know, when I was engaged with my wife, I was like the smartest, handsome, <laughs> greatest dude ever, man. You know, like, he's so sweet. And then I said, man, as soon as I put a ring on her finger, she was like, I can't believe I got that dumb made to do that. You know what I mean? So <laughs> now, now she controls me, you know? So uh, she got me. That's like recruiting. You know, as soon as you do it, they, they got you, man. So right. you better know what's coming. Why do you think I'm in Iowa, JR? Hey man, I, I, uh, I, and I wouldn't fault you, man. I'm telling you, and it's uh, it's a great decision you made, and you know, you know that uh, you got to got a good one. You got to go lock it down, man. You know, no doubt, uh, Jr. Uh, kind of along those same lines with the ego. I know you're a, a huge man of faith. So, what what are maybe some of the things you've kind of pulled from your faith and your belief in God that maybe you're trying to instill in these kids too? Because I know you got some really good words based on that too. Yeah, I think just just never quit, man. Never never stop fighting. Never stop believing. You know, like your blessing, your season, you know, whatever your favorite, man, it, it might be right right at your fingertips or right around the corner. You know, and I think the Eagles, they beat my Patriots, but I think the Eagles were such like look at look at the quarterback. You know, he's ready to retire. You know what I mean? He's done with the game. He won't even he won't even watch a ball, won't even pick up a football. You know what I mean? I just think that so many of these kids, man, they, they and even would it be, you know, they they got so much stuff going on, and I, I just think it's important that a teacher or a coach reminds these kids of what they can be, you know, because the kid knows what he is. Just make sure we're always reminding them what they can be, and nothing stronger comes than from faith. You know what I mean? God doesn't make mistakes. You know, you might be a big awkward dude right now, man. You might be Joe Thomas in three years. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or you might just you might you might peak and never play and be a perennial backup and you may go get go to trade school. 
and that was that was better than you ever thought you were going to do in life. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know what I mean? Just be the best you can be. Keep fighting, man. Never give up. And and God doesn't make mistakes. He's He's going to put you where He wants you. Those are those are great words, Jr. And I think I think you know the kids are lucky to be around you because you can't be around enough good good people to speak that into your life. Um, just kind of wrapping up here towards the end of it. Um, want to make sure and, and be able to give you a, a plug. Like you said, you you do sell uh, uh, power lift equipment. So so what are some ways that that people can maybe hook up with you if they're looking to uh, add that to their weight room or or what's some things that. Um, that they could maybe add into their weight room that they already have, or if they're building a new weight room, I don't even know if that's a good question to ask. I don't, I don't have a great question for it, but just kind of a little shameless plug for yourself. Yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, yeah. I mean, I've worked for Powerlift for a long time and I feel very blessed that, uh, to represent that, that, that quality of equipment and, um, shoot man on the website, it's uh, www.power-lift.com. Uh, they can track me down. I do Oklahoma, Kansas, Missouri, and Arkansas. Um, those are kind of my little territory I do right there and love it, man. Love the relationships I get to create with coaches and get to see a lot of kids. And, um, like I said, we we're fortunate at powerlift because we don't have to duck you. We don't have to dodge you. We believe in what we build. We're going to stand by what we build and you're not making a purchase, man. You're making a lifetime commitment. So, um, love to, love to talk to anybody who wants to, who's in the weight athletic strength business and looking to make a change or an upgrade shoot. I would definitely appreciate the, an email or whatever. It, it's what we what we have a broken arrow and and we love it, man. It's 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 amazing. And these kids, um, it's almost a a detriment because some of these kids got to go to a, a Division two school that's a step down from from what they've got uh, in high school. So not necessarily a detriment, but it, it's a it's a little bit of a change for some of these kids that are, that are almost taking a step down from from what you guys have helped build in our weight room. Um, uh, just. Yeah, you guys got a crazy Billy. So it is. It's it's nice for those kids. It's great to to roll all them through there. But um, and then last thing I try to ask all all coaches, but um, and I asked you in the questionnaire too. But uh, when you're when you're watching an offensive line, you've watched a lot of film, a lot of offensive line play. When you're watching an offensive line, what's some some things that they'd be doing that would make you think extremely highly of their coach? Well, I think like I said, I I did kind of feel that that flyer and that, and that for me. Are you, are you seeing assignment? You know, like for me, it's always alignment, assignment, execution. If you can't do those three things, you can't, you don't have a chance. So for me, are you getting lined up right? Does everybody look uniform? Are we kind of going where the play is designed to go? And then, uh, you know, naturally the tempo, you know, the fit, the finish, the, the, the effort downfield. And for me, really, I'm just crazy about the huddle. Um, I think guys should be interacting in the huddle. And it's not always verbally. It could be a little push. It could be a, you know, to pull you out of the way. Like I think when you're, <laughs> I think when you're competing at a high level, when you're brothers, man, and somebody gets in your space, you're moving them, you know. And you can't tell you how many times you know you're pushing somebody, man. Get on, hey, man, you know. And I just think when you're really engaged, you'll see those teams, man. And those linemen are always they're, they're just so fidgety, you know. And to me, that means they're cranked up, they're dialed in, they're they're on point, you know. So I'd uh, love to see guys, you know, running downfield and. Picking it up, it's it's uh, it's flagged anymore, but an old school dirt bag when it comes to that, and and uh, ultimately just just kind of taking care of everybody. You know, when you're going to be a protector, you know, help your guy up. You know, I hate when guys give up a sack and hit their helmet. Hey man, pick your quarterback up. Hmm. You know what I mean? I just it, it, that rubs me the wrong way. And then uh, just trying to finish everything you start and try to play in a in a, in a good way and. Uh, you know, always have each other's back. You know, if if one dude's going to go down, um, you know, if it's going to go down, it's all going to go down. So, you know, I was always the first guy to jump in those fights. Those are always enjoyable moments. <laughs> that's awesome. Harp, I think that's all we got, man. That's it. All man. right, man. That's it. Talk to y'all's leg off, man. You'll never talk to me again. <laughs> no, we'll, t- we'll talk to you tomorrow if we can. No, that was that was awesome. Uh, it was awesome, Jr. Like I said, anytime I get to hear hear you talk football and and life is just it's a great experience for me. So I loved it, and uh, you know that's probably the best thing that I can say about us doing this podcast has been we've got to just talk to some amazing, amazing guys and amazing coaches, and and um, you know with you we we could talk to you anytime because you're you're an open guy but 
Um, it's allowed us to reach some guys that uh, maybe otherwise we wouldn't have been able to, and it's been great to yeah. help, help ourselves and help other coaches out with it. Well, I appreciate it, man. Thank you, guys. Hopefully somebody will pull something out of there, man. So They will. There's so many guys that tell us, JR, they, they just love that it, it's guys talking ball. And, I mean, they, they want to hear those stories from, you know, inside the helmet. And then what, right. what really is, is football about? It's not some, you know, reporter asking a guy a question. I mean, it's legitimate, heartfelt stuff. So it was awesome. I appreciate it, dude. Well, thank you guys, man. Thanks for having me. And uh, tell your pops, I said, hey, man. All right, will do. Tell Dave uh, we'll get him next time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> TV 12 will be back. All right, man. That's going to do it for this episode of RTP. We want to again thank our sponsors, Team Attack Academy and Audible. Go get your free audiobook at rtpbook.com. Help grow our community by telling other coaches about Run the Power. And if you enjoy Running the Power, go get your shirt, long sleeve, or hoodie at runthepower.com. Also, if you have any topics or any questions you would like for us to discuss in the next podcast, simply rate our podcast and then leave a comment in the writer review section of the podcast app. This will help our podcast rating as well as it will allow us to answer the questions you all want answered. Make sure and go check out our blog at runthepower.com. Follow me on Twitter at Harper underscore Coach and Coach Walls at Coach Brady Walls. Run the Power now also has its own Twitter and Instagram, and you can find that at Run the Power. Hope you guys enjoyed this one. Talk to you soon.